Hi, I'm Issa Kwonga. And I'm Ryan Hunt. And we co-host Stadio, a football podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. Twice a week, Musa and I talk about the goings-on in men's and women's football around Europe and sometimes around the world. We like to zoom in, we like to zoom out, we like to make some silly references. So if you like soccer or football, make sure you search for Stadio, a football podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Think we got it? Yep, that's good. Second to last show of the year. Next Thursday, we're going to do our little year in review. You had a nice way of phrasing it. Look behind, look ahead. Look yeah. ahead, look behind. I thought we could do a little bit of, hey, what did we go through this year? What have we seen? And what do we want to see? What's going to happen in 2023? You know I love wild predictions. I'm good with that. Yeah, so we'll bang that out next Thursday. Today, man, I wish, do you have the sound effect? Like that. You know, like when it's like the, the we're fading back in time, Let we're going see. back to an old memory. What do you have? That was it. <laughs> <laughs> Setting the stage. Is that the right one? I think I got a, it. I'm going to give you a little hobby. You know what? Sit back. Okay. Go get yourself a drink. You're out of liquids. Ooh, and I know you know frustrated that makes you. Um, we're going to give you a little hobby history lesson. I'm going to give you a little hobby. And, and you feel free to do what I do. Stop and react, ask questions, interject as you would like. Absolutely, I will. I'm going to take you back to what I called. This came up, yeah, I was on a podcast a couple of days ago with a guy. Heck of a guy. I don't remember his name What now. was the podcast? I don't remember his name. <laughs> his name was Dennis. Sounds like a good Dennis podcast. Dennis was a great guy. Um, <laughs> and we were talking just about different eras, right? Like we got the junk wax era, late oh, 80s, early 90s. Okay. Then we were talking about like the steroid era, kind of in baseball, not so much in cards. And then we had like the, now we're kind of in the junk slab era. And then, you know, we've got the overproductive, whatever. And I, I started thinking, I was like, I'm going to be honest with you, dude. 2015 to 2019 is what I would consider to date the golden age of collecting for me. So the prime time that you got in and were really successful. Well, I've made more money now than I did then. So it's not just a financial thing. And I didn't sell my company until 2020. So no. But I mean, that was the time that, was, that it was growing. In, that's sure. Now, yes. So, I mean, so here's why to me that was the golden age of collecting. No, no, no. I, just to clarify, when you say golden age, are you speaking across the entire hobby yes. or just since you've been in? No, no. Okay. Entire hobby. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Since I've been in since 04 is when I kind of started collecting again. Okay. So this doesn't count the 90s or 80s. To some, maybe that was the golden age. But you, I doubt it. I mean, most people were not. It wasn't a thing then. So yeah, to, in my opinion, I think this is the golden age of collecting, okay. 2015 to 2019 in the hobby. Okay. Here's why. What are you doing on your phone? What's going on there? Um, Can't read and react if you're not listening. That's no, no, okay. No, no, no. no. I'm, I am definitely reading and reacting. Go are you ahead. getting a text from a source? Uh, I'm getting a text from a thing that you don't need to know about. It's private. Hobby you history lesson. So you get in 2015. Breaking at this point is still somewhat of a novelty thing. Like right now, this is Breakers TV era. Yeah, right? toward the end of it, just about done at that point. Oh, really? Yep. Okay. Uh, you still had guys, but you had guys breaking on Facebook pretty regularly. Website breakers still like filling on websites and breaking on just YouTube or whatever. Can I ask you a question? When was breaking started? Like, no idea. Oh, but it was before your time. Twenty ten, probably. Oh, but if I had okay. to guess. But like even back then, twenty fifteen is when I would say fifty fifty people knew what it was and had done it. Yeah, I didn't definitely even know. didn't. If it weren't for you, I wouldn't have known. Yep. So breaking starts to really take off. Um, 
you know, obviously wax pricing, everything price-wise is just a whole different world. You would pull a number one auto of rookie X from any sport and it was 50 to a hundred bucks. If it was a really nice patch and a nice card, a rare card, a couple hundred dollars, not like today. It wasn't a five, six, seven figure card. Like that just wasn't the thing. What, what's an example of that back then? Do you have any ideas? Like anybody off the top of your head? Oh, that's a good question. Okay. Like so trout like trout back then? No, trout wasn't. A, so let's go 2016, Ben Simmons, big okay. prospect coming in, number one pick. Yeah. Didn't have any autographs because he's an upper deck exclusive guy. So no autographs in Panini. But like I, I remember distinctly, we pulled a Spectra base card number mm -hmm. to 99 because okay. again he has no autos it was like a hundred dollar card and that was a big thing that was big okay yeah for cool. that that was like a big deal back then for that okay again not life-changing nobody but again the pricing compared to what you were paying it was kind of a big deal because yeah, what kind of think, what did i pay for a break yeah for nothing. that really peanuts i'm trying to think what i mean spectra cases back in the day used to be about eighteen hundred dollars cost okay boxes now are probably closer to that i'm trying to think in 2016 20 so 2017 Judge Bellinger, rookies. Okay. But at that point, the hobby is kind of in full swing. Mm -hmm. But if you're going back to 15, 15 was also Mariota, Jameis Winston. They both came out selling pretty well. Okay. Uh, man, 2015, 2015 draft was really good. Andrew Benintendi. Um, oh, man, the 2015 draft class is loaded, and I cannot think of any of the names. This is pathetic. Uh, Rogers for the Rockies was a name. Brian Hayes. Well, anyways, I'm missing 20. I'm trying to think of basketball 2015. Devin Booker was a name coming in. Joker wasn't really a guy. He wasn't huge yet. Okay. 2016. Again, things start to evolve. You get more people involved. Social media starts to become a thing. Pricing change? A little bit, but nothing significant. Okay. And back then too, the grading model. Grade cards cheap. Like get them, flip them. Back then too, Beckett is king. So you're getting, you know, your nine, five, 10 slabs. You're grading, you're flipping. Now, when you say cheap, what, how much and like about what's the return time, would you 12 say? 12 to 20 bucks on, on average and a month or two. Oh, okay. That was pretty quick back then. Okay. Quick and cheap. Still, um, like, it's funny to me, even back then, like SGC has a turnaround of like three to four days or something in a lot of cases. So many less people grading though. Like yeah. that was another thing. So back then you take out, uh, again, the majority of the hobby have never participated in, the, in a break. 50% of the hobby don't even know what it is. Cause I remember yeah. going to shows too as a breaker and it was like, what does that even mean? Like, what are you even doing? The guys at, in the hobby yeah, didn't know what that was. The hobby. Grading wasn't nearly as big as it is now. Okay. Um, totally different world, but it was cool. Like card shows were still up and running. Um, social media, again, starting to take off. So you could really get busy there. The blowout forums were huge for activity for buying and selling. Okay. You had no influencers. Yeah. Back then, if you were to ask me who's the biggest name in the hobby, I would I couldn't tell you. Huh. Like there were no sports cards nonsense. There what were no YouTube time. shows. Yeah. It was great. No cameras, no, no yeah. filming at card shows. Um, the collector base heavily outweighing the investor base. You guys were buying cards to like hold the flip. Sure. But it wasn't like it is now. Again, breaking, very affordable. Personal boxes, totally different game. You could afford them then because they were cheap. Okay. I remember breaking case of 2016 Chrome for six, seven hundred dollars a case. That's a Vlad Tatis Soto. A single <laughs> box now is probably Looked that up. 2016 Bowman Chrome. I'm going to say it's thousands for a single box. A case back then was, you know, nothing. And I did it. It really got me thinking the other day. I was like, it was, it was great. And then as a, as somebody coming into the hobby, if you want to be one of these guys who, well, how much is it? 3,500. Sure. 2,800. A box. A box. Yeah. These were 600, a case. Insane. Wow. Um, yeah. There was buzz around new products. It wasn't the, the overall sentiment in the hobby back then was like, okay, 
um, you had kind of some firm rules. Let me get my thoughts together here. Hey, it's NFL off season. Mm -hmm. So now is the time to buy football guys in preparation for the next year's season. Hey, NBA is ramping up toward the playoffs. Okay, great. Now's the time to start buying to really ramp up. Or if you have it, get ready to sell. Prospecting was now prospecting was huge back then. Like a lot of guys, if you were coming in to spend big money, you were still going the Bowman, Bowman, Chrome, Bowman draft route. But that was just a totally separate class. I feel like guys that were heavy in that Mm -hmm. didn't mess with other sports. It was weird. Football was impossible to move back then. Even in 2017, Mahomes came out with no hype. Like Deshaun was the guy and he was tough to move. Did you break much uh, football? Dude, we broke NT football for like, oh man, what was it? The cost was 1540. Mm -hmm. We probably broke it for 2,500 a case. A box of that now is probably $30,000. Maybe more. I don't even know. But it was, it was just different. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. There were like some unspoken rules too that were just observed because it was a small community back then. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, even back then, I remember like the pump and dump. That didn't happen because nobody had a microphone or a platform to be able to pump cards. Yeah. I did. I started thinking, and just to get like strangely nostalgic at the end of the year, I started thinking back and I was like, it was kind of cool how simple things were back then. I liked it. I, I really enjoyed that era of the hobby. And of course, that's when I came in really taking time full time into this hobby. I feel like too, there's a lot less stress involved because you don't have to worry about like you have a, a thought or an opinion on this and just being attacked for it. Like, cause yeah. I feel like that's so much of the, well, I'm, I disagree. Cause this guy said this and that guy said sure. that. And it's like, oh, well, it's just my opinion. You know, it's like, it's not like you have to worry about everybody coming after you for it. Yeah. I mean, and now, like I said, only do you have influencers, so to speak, and social people and whatever personalities, even like us, influencer personality, whatever you want to call us. Like now you also have other people who are only known because they then you have influencers and people who do commentary on influencers and they're a thing. (laughs) It has, it has come so far. Grading now is like, has like this big stain because of the price disparity it causes. So some people really hate it now. Whereas back then it was a luxury. Yeah. It was just different. Um, Now back then though, were guys grading specifically to say my card's better than yours or was it more for the protection or authentication or value was still the number one thing. that was still the but, number but one. back then a gem was worth two to three times a rock card a nine was worth half of a 10 so if, a, if we have a 50 dollar raw card yeah if you send it in it becomes a nine it's probably 75 comes back a 10 it's 100 to 150 how much would you say those rules apply today like as far so as like no absolutely wild like I, you have three dollar base cards that has a psa 10 sgc 10 they're worth yeah 30 to 50 dollars it's wild it is crazy not a bad thing either like i said there's a lot of good the growth has come the value the money and then the system now is good but like no i don't want to jump ahead when would you say that changed covid really was the start of that like so not even before so there, so there was there were some steps ahead of that too okay i'm gonna go deep in this history lesson That's I, what I, said. This. I want to jump ahead yeah no, no i like it. so so 2015 breaks you know you got to get creative but there's not a ton of guys breaking you could still walk in and just get product you know, I mean, me and like walk into a distributor. Yeah, me and Brew walked in, got I remember seventy-five that. to eighty yeah. cases of twenty seventeen Bowman. We ordered it months ahead of time. Um, That's crazy. Twenty-seven. So twenty sixteen was a solid year for breaking. Mm-hmm. Twenty seventeen has started to take off, starting with Bowman. You had some big names coming out in that product. Mm-hmm. People got really excited about it. Um, baseball was super hot. Football, basketball, still very average. Twenty sixteen basketball was a super letdown year for the hobby. 2017, just as bad. I mean, Lonzo Ball, and he never did anything. Tatum didn't have nearly the hype. Yeah. Uh, Markel Fultz was the number two who just did nothing. Uh, he might have even been number one. I forget. I know Boston traded with Philly, but he, he, again, so just two disappointing classes in a row. Football, 
2016 football was good. You had Dak, Carson Wentz, and Ezekiel Elliott, three monsters. But by the next year, that had kind of cooled down some, and 2017 came out very underwhelming. But judge so kind of like what we're dealing with now, though, right? A Would little bit. Compare? Yeah, a little bit. And then, okay. But Judge and Bellinger in 2017, they came out, these two rookies, both on mass. I mean, it was the same story, but different coast. Dodgers, the Titans of the West, Yankees, Titans of the East, mm-hmm. two young kids, rookies coming in, hitting. Uh, man, I, I want to I think Judge hit 50 in 2017. And Bellinger hit a ton. Like, they had monster numbers wow. those years. And so every other product in 2017, again, it started with Bowman which Bowman is not, is a prospect. So you, but Judge has rookie auto in Bowman. So that was a big chase. You had some big prospects. And then just through the year, those guys had all their rookies. Okay. So it became like this big chase. I remember specifically in a couple products, like even Topps Chrome, their base rookie raw were hitting like 15 bucks. And it was like, wait a minute, this is huge. Because a big big team back then in, in a case break of Topps Chrome, the Yankees are the best team in the product. Yeah. There may be a hundred dollars in a case break, in a case break, just to put that in perspective. <laughs> wow. I did. I posted a full case break of five star last night. The Yankees are the Yankees and Mariners one and one a, yeah. I think they're two fifty. Wow. And that's in a cheap product. This yeah, year, by so the I was going to say that's a totally different like, product. Chrome is a different product too. And it's, a, it was cheap, but like, just to put in perspective, it, they, and they may not have even been a hundred, they may have been like 80 bucks. And it was like, Whoa, this is getting expensive for a team breaking tops. Chrome. So people were buying though. Yeah. Cause then it came out like, Hey, their base cards are doing that. You're like, Oh, I'm going to hit five, six, seven, eight base card. I'm going to, I'm going to pay for the case. My team in the case break. And still this time you graded gems two, three times what that is. Or a lot of guys were just selling it straight off again, grading, starting to grade a little bit. Um, but yeah, and that was kind of what it was. You can grade, you can make your cash and you're not spending $5,000 on a break to get in. Cool. 2018 rolls around. 2018 had some hype in football, especially 2018 is the first year football really started to hype up. Yeah. Baseball at that point was just fire. Baseball was the moneymaker for breakers from 2016 on. Wow. Um, I'm trying to think 2018 basketball too. Luca became a thing. Like Luca was really a guy. So you think he propelled the hobby too? He helped. It was again, kind of a perfect storm because football came out hot. Baker Mayfield was high. Lamar Jackson comes out, has a great season. Josh Allen played a little bit that year. I don't know if he started the whole season. I don't remember, but you had quarterbacks. Yeah. So people were excited about that. Um, and at the time it was still quarterback. Like that's what guys never changed. Okay. 2018 Bowman as well in April. Yeah. Just, just to kick off the year, hottest star that the game has ever seen. Otani. That's true. Like pulled an, yeah. We pulled an okay. atomic auto number to a hundred mm-hmm. 30. The guy flew here to get it. It was Eric. I remember $30,000. Like when I pulled that, I don't get excited about stuff. I was shaking. I was like, dude, I don't even want to touch this. It and it's about, not worth it. That was about the time where I finally started taking an interest in what you were like. You it stopped was, looking down from, it, from your corporate perch. It was, well, well, it was funny. It was like, I was doing so well. I'm like in a sure. six figure job. I'm doing really well. And my buddy's over <laughs> here. Do, shut up. You were, my buddy's over here doing like uh, painting and on the side, he's selling cards. And I'm just like, well, that's cool. I mean, I'm really glad for him. Like, cause you guys, and you also had like different goals at the time. And I was like, they're not trying to become rich or anything. And I, I start thinking like, wait a second, is he like, is this an actual job? Like, is this a real thing that he could just pay his bills off of? That's the first time I recognized that as more than just like a, oh, he's just doing, having a little fun or something. Yeah. When I heard $30,000. 2018 was a wild year. Baseball just comes out absolutely on fire because of Otani. Basketball, 
again, it was kind of built up waiting hype to happen because the last few years have been so flat. Now Luca comes out. It's unbelievable. Even Trey scoring in bunches. Guys loved him. Um, football, again, football, we can talk about pretty hot. And it's at that point we start seeing like nuclear jumps in pricing on cases. Now, are you still in this case? Because I know baseball is heavily BGS graded. Is it still for everything else, football too? Or are people looking to PSA at this time? No, or? 2018, you're still heavy, heavy BGS with everything. Okay. Chrome, especially prospects. Yeah. At that time too, you were, if your prospect card had a, like a streaky auto, mm-hmm. you don't care about that. We know, but yeah, most yeah. people do. <laughs> um, back then PSA didn't grade autos. So you, you would send it there because you could still get a 10 with a crappy auto. Oh, okay. But you knew if you got Beckett, it was going to, oh, the card's a 9.5, but the auto's a 9. It kills the value. So that was kind of the the thing there. Okay. Um, that's kind of the era that we start. Now we start seeing like guys doing, car, like going to shows with cameras. Yeah. It's weird though, because you're seeing it and you're like, why are people here? We start seeing like social media getting so much bigger in the card world. It's spilling off into physical events. I'm trying to think, like, I don't remember though. Like, do you have anybody in your head that you can think of? Before COVID, that was in social media, like someone just, you just could point break, to? Just the breakers. Just the breakers. Okay. Like everybody knew who Platinum Breaks was back then. They were probably the biggest around. Nate Burns, my our, our oh, buddy, yeah. my buddy at Grand Slam. Nate was as big. Honestly, back then, individual personality, Nate may have been the biggest, at least right up there with it. In sure. 2017, 2018, because he was doing so, he was doing live shows, taking shots when he hit big cards, like losing his mind and going crazy. Where was he putting these videos? Was this on YouTube he or something? On, he was a on Facebook lives. And he would, I think he might've posted them to YouTube, but Burns was like the first dude to do that, that I remember. Yeah. We had some breakers. Like you said, you had breakers TV, but they were breakers. So they weren't for everybody. Mm -hmm. Whereas Nate would break, but then Nate would also do the live shows. I remember the amount of crap he got for that, by the way. Oh really? This is hilarious. At that time he was getting crap. Wow. Oh yeah. Oh, look at this idiot yelling. Look at all. (laughs) I'm like, right. This dude, forget six figures, forget seven. Like Nate was doing it. Yeah. And, and to his credit, I talked to Nate yesterday, by the way. There's another segment coming up later about the state of things now. Totally different. But yeah, he was like the first guy that I remember really was like, I'm going to make a show out of this. Yeah. And he did. And he went, to his credit, like. Well, he's an entertaining person, too. It yeah, was actually, yeah. What's funny is he's very subdued in person. He's a great guy, but he's not. He's almost shy in person, it seems like. He killed, but it's so, so, then you, so then you start to have those type of things um, picking up. Like people putting on a little bit of a show, performance, like making this a thing. 2019. Same thing. We're off and running. I mean, all three. Wander comes out. It's like, this guy's going to rival Otani pricing. Uh, Zion, even bigger than Luca. Zion, in 2019, Zion was bigger than anything Luca had done at that point in terms of hype. Luca was a better player. No, nobody will argue that. But Zion came up with more hype than anybody else in the basketball world ever. Wasn't even close. And even John Morant, crazy amount of hype. But then it perpetuated people to go back a year. Hey, Zion is unbelievable, and this is great, but he also missed the first half of his year. He was hurt. So then it was like, well, Luca's even better. Mm -hmm. Let's go back. Luca carts through the roof. Crazy Luca. Wander's going nuts. J-Rod was very good and selling really high. Mm -hmm. He came on the same product as Wander. Nothing like now. I mean, now J-Rod is... I mean, unimaginable pricing. Yeah. But even then he was like a, he was a big time guy. Um, I'm trying to think football in 2019, you had Kyler Murray. The football class was okay. You had a bunch of quarterbacks. None of them really panned out. Okay. But it still sold pretty well. Cause again, we're following the hype now at this time. Mahomes is a huge name. The 2018 class we've seen be very successful. So we're really chasing quarterbacks no matter what at so this a, point. A base rookie is now selling for double, triple 15. Like what would you say? Yeah, so I'm trying to think. So, like, I remember Zion Prism Base when they came out. You could mm-hmm. sell them raw for, like, 50 bucks. 
Wow. Which was, again, it's which, not a ton of money, but maybe even more than that. But his PSA 10s at the time yeah. were a thousand plus, maybe more than that. So it's funny you say PSA 10, then at this point, because I mean, we know that Zion PSA. is the most graded PSA yep. card out there or PSA 10. 2019, we really started to see that shift. Do you, what do you think was the reason for that? I don't know. I still have no idea why. That's interesting yep, to me. I have no clue. And it's a totally different product. Their gem is a 10 as opposed to BGS is a 9.5. And it's a different they don't process. Have subs. You don't have the subgrade. Yep. I think that's a big difference. Uh, the only thing I could attribute it to is I think people like the simplicity of grade. A 10 is the top. Done. As opposed to a 9.5 is great, but it has four subs. How do I make this sub is better than that? A true gem is better than a min gem. I just think it must have some kind of influence in money too, because that's such a big influencer for just everything we do sure. in life. And I wonder if pricing was different at the time, if they but, came but in why the resale value became so much greater for PSA 10s. Now, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. Cause I, that's ultimately whatever reason greater, why people do it. Yeah. Yep. Say whatever they want. So yeah, 2019 though, we started to see the craze. Then 2020 happens. So 2020, was already before COVID or after? Yeah, so let's go before COVID. Okay. 2020 is already going to be amazing. We yeah. find out in January, February, I believe, The Martian is coming to baseball. Oh, I thought you were talking about the movie with Matt Damon. We are. That's also... Matt Damon man on Mars. started playing in baseball, bro? Matt Damon, yes. Wow. So 2020 comes around. Uh, yeah, Jason Dominguez, the biggest prospect in the history of the game. His raw autos are going to come out at $1,500 in the Bowman release in April. Unfathomable. Like... Bowman prices, when, as soon as we heard he was in the checklist, yeah. guys were dumping their cases months ahead of time because they knew their allocated number. It was like, this is so much money. How, and, I and remember that. How yeah. are we even going to sell the Yankees? You're going to have to charge. I, I mean, dude, we started charging $800 to $1,000 for that team in breaks. I remember it was us insane. being together, driving and Bobby around. Bobby was the other guy, by the way. The wives in the back talking and you and I just going over the numbers. Like I was just trying to like wrap my head around how this works, like how there's a middleman. Yeah. Uh, like this is why are they giving you product exactly. at $800 a case that you are going to sell for fifth for 4,500. That question I think is one of the reasons why you're seeing what's going on with fanatics too, yep. is they, they probably saw the same thing and asked the same thing. But sure. this is also during the time where you are, contemplating getting out, isn't it? No, not yet. Because COVID's, COVID's not a thought yet. So okay. again, let's just, so just, we're, we're putting it. I thought you had thought started that process even before COVID had no. happened. No? no, okay. COVID was a thing. So we're talking, let's st stick around February. Okay. At this point to Joe Burrow is the next guy. Yeah. Joe Burrow is the biggest football prospect ever in terms of sales hype before he comes out. Number one, not even close. Really? It's insane. Okay. Um, so that's huge. Yeah. Basketball, say what you want. Lonzo was a big deal because of his social presence. We were like, hey, and, yeah. and it's kind of with basketball. So many other guys are going to pop out anyways. Whatever. It's going to be good no matter what. Okay. And, and prism and basketball has become it's just this other thing. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, April. So Bowman drops in April, as does COVID. Okay. And it is a thing. And you, I mean, you remember I shut things down for a month and I was yeah. like, I'm doing nothing but selling. I, I have so much inventory. I, I need to get rid of it. I don't yeah. know where the hobby stands. And that's when we saw very soon after the Gary V's, the influencers, mm -hmm. the YouTube stuff. Would you say Every you saw a dip though? Like right as None. COVID started? No. It no, was even there was busy. never a, a moment of fear or anything like that. There were for some of us in the hobby, yeah. but the overwhelming wave was new guys coming in. So it just didn't matter. And then it was literally just, I mean, there was a time period where just pick what you wanted to buy and just hold it for a month. 
Like Wayne Gretzky rookies, I bought three grand. Cool. Sell them a month later, 6,500. <laughs> you know, Willie Mays rookies, 10 grand. Cool. Hold them a month, $20,000. LeBron's. I mean, you go down the list and then Kobe. Yeah. I'm Google when Kobe died, please. Because that was not long after that. I want to say that was like August-ish of 2020. But then we also started to see the rise because the values got so crazy. When yeah. did he die? It was before COVID, January 2020. Oh, okay, okay. So his pricing jumped immediately. Mm-hmm. And I sold a bunch of my Kobe stuff right after. But then after COVID, Kobe became the guy because the last dance, the whole Jordan thing. Oh, okay. Everybody equates Jordan and Kobe anyways. Yep. It went, he went absolutely crazy. Interesting. But then we did. We started to then see, we got these young guys who were coming in with cash. And that's when people, the influencer term to me became a thing. We're going to come in and tell you what we're buying because we want to be cool. And we want, and that, it did. That is Gary V in my mind. Like that's what, Gary that v was the time of Gary V. Yeah. And he inspired all these other yes. people to oh, like- yeah. You know, I wonder where the the world of influencers in this hobby would be if it weren't for Gary V at that time, because I think he was the one that started it all. Yeah, content was his big thing. And now it's funny you yeah. don't hear him talk about it at all, or you don't even hear from him. No, it's brutal. I mean, he has nothing. He made his money and left. I mean, I. But I, I that's the cautionary tale with influencers. Like, yeah. if there's a financial motive when it's not there anymore, mm-hmm. a lot of these guys don't do it though. And even now, I see the kids at the card shows with their cameras and they're throwing down cash, and I'm just like. Well, how do you, who do you know is going to be more expensive in a month from now? Who do you guarantee when you put your, but it doesn't matter. They're not in the, they're not making money in the hobby. Almost everybody who does that has, has brought money here. They're doing it for the content. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I I bring this whole long winded ranting story around to say, Hey, don't talk it down. I've I've had fun. This is good. Two things. Number one, we're seeing the last month of activity from fanatics and how they have distributed product and not distributed product. Yeah, it is. It's the end of an era. This is the first time I've really thought that. It now, is, when you say it, can you give I'll a elaborate. little more de- yeah, definition? So, so now we're seeing fanatics supply certain breakers, direct product, right? Yes. Fine. Yep. We're seeing GTS almost completely cut out of top baseball, if not completely now. Yep. Peach state and Southern. I mean, our allocated price on the last number of products released is about 10% below blowout as opposed to 50, 60% below blowout. Yeah. It's just not there. It's, it's an interesting model. Okay. And we're starting to see old guys like, like myself, if I was still breaking, I would be, I mean, at the end of my line here, like, that's it. Like I, like I said, I talked with Burns the other day. He was kind of like, yeah, what are we doing here? There's no margin, you know, still got the community. I'll still do stuff, but it's like, where are we going with this? Yeah. So we're, and we're seeing the wave of young guys. Like I want to, I, I, again, this kind of a segue into the, into the, um, the backyard breaks thing, because yeah. we just saw that they pulled the Ruth. They offered a one-on-one bounty. They pulled the Ruth. Um, I don't know if we're going to play the clips and I don't really care if we do that, but like sports card radio just put out this thing. First of all, we had announced weeks ago that they were going to get triple threads days early. Cause fanatics is going to start doing that with certain breakers. And they said, we're going to start with triple threads with backyard breaks two days early. Yep. It'll be an exclusive early release through them. And it will not always be back. In fact, it won't be backyard breaks next time. It'll be Correct. someone It'll else. It'll be somebody else to release their next thing early. Um, they put out a 35 K bounty on a one-on-one Ruth cut because they wanted to buy it. It just so happens they pulled it. So then the story immediately was, well, now they're getting, and again, this is when sports card radio just, just start making up nonsense. You know, all the fanboys telling me they don't buy direct. No one ever said that about tops. Oh yeah. We, me and other people said they don't buy direct from Panini, which yeah, they yeah. don't. Were they getting loading cases? I still don't think so. But if you want to make up math and everybody knows, all of a sudden people are mathematicians. I failed math <laughs> years. I, I don't, I, I have no idea. Um, but now it's okay. So now Tops is giving them loaded yes. product as well. So let's just run with that narrative. Everybody's just giving 
backyard breaks load of products. Mm-hmm. Cool. Go, go break with them then. Yeah. Like I would have fully expect them to make another video. Like if Nick and not, if he's smart, he is a smart dude. Like I hope Nick takes his little fake podium again. And is like, Hey <laughs> guys, this just in, yeah. we're getting loaded stuff from tops and fanatics. Now they do business together. People have already spoken about that. Yes. Good on them. Do, do I think they're specifically getting loaded product? I don't, I still don't think that's beneficial for tops. Why would you want the number one product in the hit off the books on release day? Doesn't seem like that's a whole lot of incentive there. Where, where's the chase? Maybe, yeah. maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, but that is kind of the wave, I think, of the future. Like, they are by far the biggest name in breaking. Mm-hmm. They do things more entertaining than most, whether it's your style or not. They market better. Like, I think we're kind of seeing that shift of young guys, them at the forefront, kind of being the ones that companies like, hey, we want to be in business with these people because they're going to be the next generation of of us, <laughs> so, honestly. And, but the thing is that they are the ones who are getting product at a better price, not just them, not just backyard, but anybody who has a direct allocation to. So this is a game fanatics. changer. Yeah. If you're and getting product, that's direct. the difference than everybody else. Who's like, right. you know, if you, if you're comparing prices to blowout, then you're not getting direct allocation because that's, you know, you can't make money off of what you're getting. Yeah. Very little, but yeah, if you're getting product direct. So I think we're going to continue to see this. It happened. It's happening with draft right now this week. Uh, happened with five star. I know some guys got direct product. Um, yeah, you're going to start to see a huge separation, I think, happening and a, and a real sifting out of breakers. Like if you don't have anything else going for you aside from getting product and and marking it up to retail and then mm-hmm. flipping it, you're going to struggle. Because I don't think the majority, I know for a fact, the majority, the vast majority are not going to get product direct. Um, so I can't say it's a mistake by fanatics. Like well, they, they want to do business with people they want to do business with. Good on them. Like I don't have an issue with that, but it is a changing of the guard. It makes me wonder though, too, is does this bring about a smaller crowd, a smaller hobby in, in general? Because I mean, that's, that's the thing. The more breakers, the more sure. opportunity it is for people to have eyes on it, to get involved. Now you're going to have essentially less breakers and maybe they'll have more product. But at the same time, if you, these breakers want to make money, they have to get in at a price that is advantageous where the audience is still buying is the, if we see the audience, the breakers go down. Does that mean product prices are affected? Do you think product prices? I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I really I don't know about that. Assume that if there's a changing of the guard and there's no longer a middleman, well, one, do they have to make as much money? Do they have to sell it for as much to make, you could make, you can more. make the same profit. Exactly. You're selling, selling it for less because you're not getting a secondary markup from the distributor. Maybe, and maybe that's what we see. Um, and then that brings in more, I mean, it, cause it's maybe the, that's how we get more eyes in more affordable product, more, more low level entry pricing for some of the stuff. Maybe. Cause I mean that at the end of the day, that's what everybody the, who who've left more than likely they've gotten out because they, they've been priced out. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's a lot of work to break. It just is like, it's fun. I'm yeah. not saying it's not, but there's a lot of work to it. And if all of a sudden your margins are disappearing rapidly at some point, yeah, it's like, well, first of all, I need money, you know, whatever you need to sustain your lifestyle. And second of all, it becomes, is it worth it? Yes. So I, I get that too. Totally. Um, and, and again, that's why I'm not sitting here ranting saying fanatics is killing the hobby. I, I don't think that's the case. I just think they're, they're plainly telling us we are going to do business with who we want to do business with. What's funny is, is like, it's not a shock. Like we, no. we knew this, what, Same months if, ago, a year ago, whenever the announcement came out, they, yeah. If you look at my retirement from breaking video, when I sold the company, I mm-hmm. named fanatics specifically in 2020, I was like a company like fanatics. They're starting to get prism skews made for them. They're going to come in and take this. There's too much money. 
I love that you allow this, but why are you giving me product that I can literally six to 10 X? Yeah. It makes no sense. So we knew it had to come to an end at some point. It has taken, it's, it's hitting a little more rapidly than I think we thought. Yeah. That is one thing I'd say. I well, really I thought like we had another year or two. On. They yep. held on as long as they possibly could propping up prices just because, you know, guys are, they choose to believe that, oh no, market's going to stay here or it's going to come back or whatever the case. So they'll pay a little bit more, but at this point we're getting to the, the, it's like the edge of the cliff. It's like, can't hold on anymore or any longer. You got to drop off. Yeah, and I feel I mean, like that's like for me. And so that's why I kind of like, I see other things starting to balance out too, though. Grading is now cheaper than it's been in two years and return times are fast. Mm-hmm. Cool. I've kind of gone back to the buying to flip model. I can buy and grade and flip and do my live shows and sell. And yeah. I've been having fun doing that. But, but yeah, I think if you're not prepared, you see a lot of guys building their own products now, you know, doing repacks and mystery packs and different things. Cause you can dictate the flow of inventory there. You can't do that with product anymore, at least by and large. And so it's not totally dead. I mean, Panini still does football and basketball, but we're also coming off weak classes in both of those in terms of resale value. Sure. So that is not really what it used to be. So yeah, I, I, for the first time, I'm starting to think 2023 is the end of the majority of people in my era full-time in this thing next year. I've already seen a number of people dropping off, stepping back. Yeah. I think we start to see that in major ways next year. Let me ask you, back in those years, like before COVID, did you find the hobby more enjoyable than you do like you did maybe the last couple? Yeah. I mean, in general, I did because I was more in touch. I was just doing my live. I would do my live rants and my live shows anyways, but I was breaking every day. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I had a community. Like it was a small community. We're probably 2,500 members, but like it was an active group. Do you think- I liked it with this changing of the guard, as it were, that now we'll see less breakers, which means that we'll see less influencers. Do you view that then as a good thing? I don't think it's a bad thing. Yeah. Financially, it might be a bad thing for us. Because although, although I don't know. I mean, we we're kind of on a different level just because of the ringer connection. So that'll help. Well, the podcast, uh, it's hard to say because the podcast and the app are two separate entities. Oh, the app's going to struggle. But the, I, the, think. I think the podcast is still a lot of fun no matter what, what goes on, because it's not a platform for saying, go out and buy anything necessarily. It's more of a platform. And that's why I like that you, you made a good call early on in the pod to stop the straight cash homie segment. Yeah. No, this is what you should buy and sell. Exactly. I think in, even though that was probably one of our most popular segments at the time, it was a really good call because now we don't have to worry about oh, well, you told me to go out and buy this or that, mm-hmm. and now I'm like so underwater. And that's what I think has also helped turn this into more of a news slash entertainment-based show as opposed to a strictly, you know, this is how you make money in the hobby show. Yeah, because if if things continue to go this way, we're going to start to see that that start to tip back toward collectors versus investors, which we've already seen. Yeah. And like you said, some people are just not around anymore. Some of these influencers aren't doing what they used to do. Absolutely. Which, is, which I don't think that part is bad, so... I don't know. I'm curious. That was kind of my year in reflection on the market though. And kind of what I think for 2023. That is, I'm glad that you had this thought because it's a long time. It's 1140. How long did we talk about that? Cut me off 25 minutes. 30 minutes in bro. (laughs) No, I think to apologize. No, Eddie, when you edit this, uh, Carlos is still with us, by the way, Eddie, he's on, uh, on vacation. Eddie, when you edit, I want the title the first thing in the title of this episode to be history of the hobby. There you go. 
It's got to be. Okay. I think I think a lot of people will appreciate that. It's a little different. He's yeah. gonna be like, no, no one's gonna It'd like be great that. If he just didn't do it at all. I'm actually it. cutting the first thirty minutes of this episode. <laughs> I'm, I'm good with that. I just want to at least touch base on that. We do have other things to talk about. Couple real quick things. Who, yeah, I mean, like who the, wants to, the game tonight is huge to me for the hobby. I have never, I think either way, as long as we see a good performance by one or both, it's a good thing. Either Zach Wilson wins now that he's back starting again, mm -hmm. which is huge. Yeah. It, it pushes them really close to the playoffs at that point. They're right in the mix. Or Trevor Lawrence continues his dominant two-month run and they win. And that really gets them. I mean, it's, it's a shame they lost so many games early, some close games too. They're six and eight. They win tonight. They're still in the mix. They still have a shot. I would love to see Trevor Lawrence get in the playoffs. I'm very, I'm very biased right now. I, I, yeah, it's hard because I really want the Titans to make it. Oh, and if, if Trevor wins, not to mention Tannehill's out for the year. <sighs> this is perfect. Go is Jags, baby! It would be amazing to see. Well, okay, but so Titans go into the playoffs and they don't have Tannehill, so that they got Willis starting. I mean, what if he does well, though? What if he learns how to play quarterback? <laughs> yeah, it could I be. I mean, 2022 products could take could, off just because of the Titans. They could both get in. I mean, they, there's a chance that one of those gets in as a wild card. It's just going to be tough to do. Yeah. Okay. But, but I hope so. tonight. But I would, I'm really rooting for Trevor Lawrence tonight because I do think, like, his, his, you start to look at his body of work the past few months. I think it does help to, the hobby more, for sure. Yeah, and it's starting to justify these prices. Yeah. And even Zach Wilson, if he comes back and plays really well, they lost a close one to the Lions last week, but if he wins tonight, this is a big win. This is a big game for these teams because whoever loses this, is, I'm going to guess, is out of the playoffs. So, okay. anyways, there you go. Good. And yeah, Tannehill out for the year, so that's interesting. Does Willis come in and do something? I'd just be shocked, but I hope so. Um, we already talked backyard breaks, the Ruth pull. Yep. Um, Oh, we're doing our we, biggest break ever on the app. Can I talk about that for a minute? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Touch on that. Yeah, I'm still just running my single shows, but Eddie from Geo Breaks and Ryan from Celebrity Celebrities and Card Breaks are doing a dual break. So they're each breaking 10 cases of 2022 brand new draft, super jumbos. But then they're doing, it's a PYT. So they're going to do 10 cases each. They're doing it all from Rhode Island. Eddie's flying out there. Oh, is he really? Yeah, we're going to do free SGC grading for any card numbered 50 or less, I think is what it is. Oh, cool. And then we're going to have like a vote. Whoever's case is worse has to throw in a full case of 2022 Topps Chrome Black. So it's it's a lot different than what we normally do. This oh, is like, interesting. Instead of just a full case, you're talking 10 apiece. It's a massive break. That's cool. When does um, that go live? They are posting it on the 1st. Oh, okay. So we're a bit of a ways away, but New Year's Day. Yeah, I'll be curious to see how that goes. I actually posted my first PYT last night in the store on on Sports Cards and Nonsense. I've it. never done it. I just figured I'd give it a shot. And then we're going to do our end of the year giveaway on the app too. I know we've got a full size Mahomes helmet. We've got a box of Spectra basketball, Optic Contenders basketball. Um, we've got a couple other boxes. We got some app cash we're giving away, free SGC grades. So we're going to. Unless you don't have the trip to like Miami or or no, oh, I forgot Palm, about that. Palm, yeah, that's Palm Beach, <laughs> the big, Whoops. the biggest prize. My bad. The trip yeah. to Palm Beach. I think it's a two night stay for the card show the, vacation. Yeah. We'll take care of you. All expenses paid. Yeah. So again, it's just kind of like a little thank you to guys on the app. So you have to basically spend some cash, refer your friends and, and, you know, buy from different people. Yeah. We'll uh, there'll details. be instructions on the site and you'll get an email, but there you go. There you go. Um, also, we don't, we already talked new releases. Did you have anything else you wanted to talk other than, oh, we can do a giveaway. You want to do uh, the Prism, uh, I'm sorry, Prism Soccer giveaway. We can open some packs. Whoever, if we pull a $30,000 Messi. Oh, you're talking NFT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Sure, let's do it. Okay. Um, yeah, as you're doing that, let me set the... You're yeah, mention what's going on with it. Yeah, so Spinatron put out a $30,000 bounty if you have the 101 Messi Auto. If you're not familiar with Spinatron, I'm, he's a big... I'm going to charge him four. I hope you pull it right now. I'll charge him 40 grand. <laughs> uh, so here's what we're going to do, guys. Uh, again, Panini, NFTs, uh, if you like them, great. If you don't like them, fast forward like three minutes or whatever this is going to be. But bottom line, the there are certain cards right now that are doing very hot. The Panini... Uh, World Cup NFTs are very hot, especially because of what Mike just mentioned with the 30K. Uh, if you want to get the cards we're about to give open, here's what we got to say. To give open, yep. To give open. <laughs> this is what we have to say is any cards, I think we open what, two or three packs? However many yep. packs we open, they will go to a winner, even if that's the messy, right? I don't agree to that. 30 we, grand we to some random person? Me- yeah, this is a prize. This is a giveaway. We can't just keep this it. This is bull crap. <laughs> we all right. So if no, if we it, pull, no, no, no. here we do. Here, here's what we're doing. If we pull the if we pull the messy, we sell it to him for thirty five grand. We buy a ton of physical product off Panini's website, which helps them, which is good for us too. And we do a huge free break at the end of the year. We'll put all thirty grand into it. I don't care. I'm not giving one person the card though. It's too much. <laughs> Plus, there's no way to actually verify who this person is. Yeah, I'm not doing it. Well, not then, like that. <laughs> We can pull some other cars that are worth a few hundred bucks. I'm just saying, if we pull that messy, all right, we sell it. We do a Let's massive free break. Let's just hope we don't pull the messy for you. Then. I know. I don't. I don't even want to pull it now. <laughs> These are ten <laughs> bucks a whack. This has gone the opposite of what I was hoping. I was hoping to build up guys' anticipation to want to these no, cards. I want less. Um, here's the thing. Whatever we're about to open, you're going to get. I guess unless it's the messy. That's correct. Um, I refuse. But it, there could still be other messies in here that are going for like $6,500 and, and all that kind of stuff. So we didn't, I will, I'm saying right now, if it's not the one of one, Fine. we give it to them, right? Open a pack. Yes. All right. So if you want these cards, here's what you got to do. We'll, we'll choose one at random. There's a, a private site. You can't just go to sportscardsnonsense.com. Tell them to leave a review. Um, a, a podcast there, review. We can't, we can't track it. It's, I would. Um, but you know what? Just leave a review anyways. How about that? Five just be stars. a nice guy. Uh, sportscardsnonsense.com forward slash treasure. If you go there, enter your information with your blockchain ID. Uh, we'll choose one of you at random to get these. Okay. That's how you do it. Take a breath. Okay. More talking than should have happened. Well, I have I'm kidding. to. You're doing good, man. I'm I have to make sure there's rules in place. We can't just go willy nilly, not giving away messies. Can we just do the open all? Because we don't know any of these people anyways. Uh, yeah. Nothing more brutal than opening packs in the first place than of a sport we don't know. Listen, I gave away a lot of these. A lot of guys helped me to know what was good, but yeah, we'll reveal all. We have two commons and a rare on our first pack. Uh, Never the, heard of any. The rare is 46 out of 99. It's a prism hyper of Ronald. Aruju. Aruju from Uruguay. Perfect. Next. All right. The other two were Joe Cam- uh, Joel Campbell and Lucas Paqueta from Brazil. Paquita. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, next pack. Talk about vacation. <laughs> next pack is let's see what we are dealing with. I'm hoping I want the messy. Um, I don't. I have savage free. Break. I don't want to look bad. Oh, I do. It's common, bad. common, rare. All right. No legendary. If it's a legendary, then that's when we got to get scared because that could be the one on one. If it's legendary, we go live from Instagram. Luka Sucic. Well, you got a Luca in here. He's from Croatia. It's a Prism Hyper, 85 C- out of 99. The CIC must be a common thing because we got Doncic and this guy. Uh, that Yeah, maybe. We okay. got a guy from Qatar and a guy from the Netherlands. Um, yep. I, not even close to being able to pronounce 
either of those names. Well, we're doing good. And let's open this other pack right now. Again, guys, uh, we're going to give these away. Sports cards nonsense. Nonsense Forge slash treasure. All right. Common, common, rare. This is garbage. I want... I. I want Actually, the message. I want, I want an epic. An epic is not the one Nico of one. Nico Aveldi. From Switzerland? Sure. Five out of 99. Do one more pack. I want one thing more than a rare. Man, it is kind of crazy. When I was doing this yesterday, my very first pack, uh, I pulled for a guy. And by the way, check out uh, the Facebook group and or Card Shop Live. I've just been going live and giving away these packs. Um, just join one of the lives if you see me live and I'll try and get you one. Okay. But uh, the very first pack was a one, or no, it was out of 25 Mbappe signed. Uh, there was none others that have been pulled, so I'm not sure of the pricing, but I am told it's going to be quite valuable. Common, common, rare. Sandro Martinez. For Argentina, 73 out of 99. We can do one more. I want one non-rare, dude. Come on. Uh, hey, you know what? The more we open, the more uh, cards I'm going to send to somebody. So, all right. I do like uh, the fact there's at least one numbered card per. That's good. We're experiencing high volumes. Wow. There's so many people opening these packs. Uh, by the way, if you guys just want your own packs, you don't want to wait for a giveaway, you can go onto the site. I think they have not sold out yet. They're very close, apparently. Oh, my goodness. We have an ultra rare. All right. This is our last pack, no matter what it is. Okay. Um, but they're 10 bucks a pop, so... If you want your chance to win. I like you got that excited. What is an ultra rare? Like 25 or less? 50 uh, or less? I think it's 50. All right. Oh, I didn't do the open all because I, I want to be surprised on the last one. Okay. All right. Uh, first guy was Mario Pasalic from Croatia. Then you got Paul Pogba from France. These are your common cards. Our ultra rare. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's name is D-J-I-B-R-L. Jabril so, Sau from um, 49. Switzerland. Right, Seven here. out of 49. It's a blue mojo. Talk there you about go. vacation. Anybody who would like these and is into this, the go ahead thing. and do the thing. There you go. All right. Mailbag and let's get out of here. Mailbag it is. I think uh, this mailbag as well as next mailbag is going to be fun. A lot of people are already asking questions. Oh, yeah, I, year, I, I blew this. So the questions are like year in review stuff like, hey, favorite product of the year, favorite story of the year. We will carry all those from this week over to, to next Thursday. We don't have a show Monday. Next Thursday will be our last show of the calendar year 2022. Bill Simmons is joining us in person in the studio. So you're, you're not going to want to miss it. <laughs> he's flying out to Nashville. He's driving, Bro. actually. He's actually yep. driving here. So he's taking a Greyhound. Interesting. Uh, Brett Hollimore from the Facebook should mystery repacks have a checklist? We disagree on this. You don't think so? I don't. Tell me why. So when we do, and again, I think it depends. If you're buying, like if there's a print run of these things from a distributor, then yes. Like if there's 100 cases, I want to know. But like when me and Eddie do 50 hot packs, like he does his hot packs or whatever, we will give you the price. We'll give you a highlight of, hey, these are the five to 10 worst hits. Generally, I'll give a preview of a couple of the best, but not the best hit. But I don't, give a whole, I don't do a whole checklist because from the time I start, it's on camera. You can see it. You know the worst. I always like to set expectation low and then just fill it with value. So I don't, I've never made a checklist for it. So I guess when I'm thinking checklists, I'm not thinking of every single card. So I, I do want to know. the chasers. I want to know like the bigger stuff. And I would like to have an idea, like you said, of what is the average pack going to get me and what's the worst pack going to get me in the best. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, I guess that would be a lot to have to go through and name. Uh, in a perfect world, though, I would love that. Hey, uh, Hayes Chandler Hudson, I have a couple of low-end Giannis rookies that aren't in great condition, probably five or six grade. Is it worth having them graded so they'll be authenticated like we do with vintage, vintage or should I leave them raw? I'd say just leave them raw. I don't, I don't see the reason to have to get those graded, you know. Well, cheap. five or six is sells the same as raw, but anyways. He's saying, like, but for I the know. authentication, I, uh, yeah. To me, raw is fine on those. Um, Andrew Larson wants to know: Should retail products get more guaranteed autos or memorabilia cards for basketball specifically? Most hobby boxes guarantee one to two autos. I'd love to see that get boosted to three to four, and yeah. retail get one yeah. to two, and then the value, and then the price of the box goes way up. So no, I don't. I don't want to see any more in retail. Keep retail cheap. And keep more things to be exclusive to retail and exclusive to hobby. So there is a reason you can get cheap stuff, and there is a reason to buy hobby for much more. Uh, Mr. Duff, we will also save your question. Yep, good question there for uh, next one. Let's see, Joel Haas. I collect baseball cards, but want to pick up a Jade Ivy rookie card for my collection. For the Pistons. What will be the first pack pulled option to get him? This is actually a good question. If he, I'm assuming he means in a Pistons uniform because he's already been out in some other stuff. So the first. I'm guessing. So now we're talking 2022-23 basketball. You've got a handful of stuff that's already out, but for pre-sale, so stuff that is coming up, I really am very curious as to what this is going to be because we've got – you can cut for just a second, Eddie. Sorry. Well, actually, don't cut. Um, so there's a couple things. If While he's pulling that up, if you are interested in not a Pistons jersey, he does have other th- rookie cards as far as like – Draft go so Chronicles draft 2022 23 Panini Chronicles draft contenders optic. He's in that product. He's also in um 2022 Panini Immaculate. Uh, there's a rookie patch auto Immaculate Collegiate. Uh, yes, and then there's 2022 23 uh Panini's Chronicle draft Donruss rated rookie. So he's I'm gonna say hoops is his first pro uniform thing. He He is on the box in hoops, so he's on the cover that is scheduled to release on 111. I'm guessing that's going to be his first pro uniform card. Okay. Cool. That's funny. Hoops is 120 bucks this year. It's super cheap compared to past years, which is good. Good. Uh, let's see. Mark Saunders. Oh, no question. Oh, this is nice. But Jesse, thank you for putting on a trivia night. Uh, that was a lot of fun, by the way. We are going to be doing that. I mean, I don't know if you guys want changes to it, but I asked several times and everyone said they liked how it was. So hopefully uh, it was a hit. Uh, every all the feedback has been good, but if you have negative feedback, give it to me as well. Um, I'm excited about this Billy Duke question, by the yeah, way. And Billy here's why. Duke. Here's why. Blowout forms. I wish we could find it. I just didn't have the time to search it. Somebody mentioned this update product. And they were upset with the retail skew versus the hobby skew or whatever. And they were like, we were talking about this, and we didn't know where. I like Topps Chrome update. The value has come down a little bit since it released last Friday. Look at the checklist. I don't care that it doesn't have a ton of autos. I understand it doesn't. I do not care. It's not a huge checklist. And you've got massive names in it. I think it's a good value. That is basically Billy's question. Billy, this is not for you, but I, I do. Like the, the blowout forum clowns. Oh, my goodness. I ripped some of this with Eddie. We pulled a wit auto almost immediately and we pulled a bunch of other nice names out of it. I think it's a great product to rip and grade, and I don't think it's a bad product to just hold either. And yes, there are retail SKUs. Retail is cheaper than hobby. I don't care. It was like this thing that, oh, these guys didn't know what they were talking about, and there's different SKUs or whatever. I was talking about the checklist. I stand by what I said. I don't care that some clowns on a forum like to type cute words. Maybe you know more than me. There's a lot of smart dudes there. I don't care. 
I'm holding some of this product. I have a few sealed cases. I'm going to hold it because I think it's going to go down as an iconic rookie class. That's it. Go back to your forum, you trolls. Back to the basement with the sweatpants, children. Some of these dudes are crazy, crazy intelligent, the, by the way. Uh, <laughs> it is some of those guys. During that all, rant. Like the, the, the detective work they will do is actually impressive. So uh, Dylan John Blatz. What's up with the three namers today? I love Blatz, though. That's a cool name. I'm not a fan. Would you rather have a prison rookie of a player out of 99 or a mosaic of the same player out of 10? Mosaic for me. I know mosaic and, and prism have a huge discrepancy in price, but if I can have a gold as opposed to out of 99, I'm going with the out of 10. Uh, BJ Kroger. He wants to know what's the difference between buying these sort of pop century autos directs versus uh, direct versus boxes. He's, he sent a link over essentially leaf is now doing, if you're not familiar with pop century, it's a non-sport mainly celebrity uh, box product. I like it a lot. I love this product. In fact, and now they're selling these, I guess, on demand uh, of influencers. This person is L- Olivia, Livy Dunn. I'm not even familiar uh, who, well, I guess it's a, I, it is, it's a gymnast. But I mean, like personally in my personal life, I, I haven't Never run across her. her. Uh, there's also some guy from a show on Netflix who's, uh, he's got an auto in here, uh, Jason Brown. I'm going to be honest with you. These seem like a joke to me. Um, <laughs> like, I don't understand okay. who's going after these. I, you know, Livy is obviously, she's an attractive female. So there's going to be an audience that goes after that. The other one, I don't, I don't even understand it whatsoever. But in my personal opinion, I like the products that are in the box. Um, and I know they're going to have probably a little more scarcity because compared to this, it sounds like they're just going to sell as many as people will buy. So, hey, I don't know why people are buying that. Seems um, like a joke. Yeah, not my thing. Mike Bluch. Bleach. It's Mikey B. Pokemon Wait, Mike. That's Bleach? That's how I've you spell call, I've always called him Bleach. B-L-E-I-C-H. Okay. Mike, who has won the most NBA titles ever? In an unrelated question, will you be tra- checking trivia question <laughs> and answers from now on? So Jesse's trivia, who there has won the most one? NBA titles, and Jesse said emphatically, Celtics were not even an option. Yes, they were. Oh, I was told they weren't even an option. You weren't even in there. That's Listen, I said, no, no, no. That's Here's I what's going to happen. I'm going to tell you what happened. Sure. You I, I put in a question of who has won the most NBA titles. I, if you go to Google and type this in, you will get an answer direct right off the bat. The LA Lakers have won, and they've won 16. That's what Google had said. So I went with that answer, even though I went, apparently I did not double check this, because on most of my questions, I checked at least two sources just to be sure. Apparently, I did not on this one, and I just went with the Lakers. That is not true, and it is also not true that it is the Celtics, unless you're saying the LA or the Lakers only when they were in LA. If you do not count only the time when they were in LA, they have won 17 when they were with Minnesota and LA, and the Celtics have won 17. So it is a tie. That is the correct answer to that question. However, do you want to apologize? Mike, since you didn't win, I don't want to hear your guff, okay? You wouldn't have won anyways. Bad. Ben Matherney. Like you. Mike, is it better in terms of profit to sell singles right after release or hype leading up to the season? Tops update specifically. I like this question. With most products, I say hype. With a product like update, I think leading up to the season hype is better. So in general, I'm selling it right after the release. With update, with rookies, with prospects, especially in baseball, I'll hold them, grade them, and sell them in the hype leading up to the season. 
Um, no one said you were allowed to read that, but okay. I already did it. Jordan uh, Joseph, what's the next car show you guys plan to? You're slacking. What's the next car show you guys plan to attend? If you read the another Mint, question, I'll murder you. <laughs> the Mint Collective is the next one I'm going to. That is the next car show. It's uh, actually like scheduled. If there's a Nashville show between now and then, I'll probably go. But yeah, as of right now, last couple of days in March into April, the Mint. Nathan Hamilton. Nathan. Where is Michael Harris rookie cards, and when will we start seeing them in product? It is interesting. So he's in a lot of Panini products. Sneakily, he's he sneakily snuck his way in. Um, but when we're we going to see him in tops, I'm assuming next year, starting with what, like tribute or whatever the early ones are to come out February March. So is that Michael Harris was a stud for the Braves. He just doesn't have a ton of stuff. He's got yeah. a bunch of unlicensed, but almost nothing, if anything at all, in tops. Interesting. Jeremy McMurtry, our last question. How do you price a card, a rookie auto with a pop count under five that is out of 25? So a, a rookie autograph that is numbered on the card to 25, the pop count is under five. I would say do some comparison shopping. What do other products of that same thing sell for? Like what is a guy? So we're talking about Spectra. Okay, what is his autograph from Impeccable sell for of the same numbering? Uh, or what do uh, what do guys who sell in general sell the same as him? Okay, well, what do those guys sell for of this card if there is one? The pop count being that low is a bit of a help, but, I mean, you should be able to get at least a general idea. Okay. There you have it. Last question from the last mailbag before oh. the end episode, the last episode of the year. That was it, yeah. So we'll be back in a week next Thursday. Uh, like I said, we've got some events going on this week. I'm, I'm breaking five-star tomorrow night. Uh, and I'm going to do some live selling again. I got a dude. I, I just submitted 171 cards the other day. I got another 78 to go and I'm hoping one more package arrives today. So I have another 45 cards to go in. So oh, wait, grading. Oh, to, like you're grading SEC. I got you. Fiend. Um, that'll be fun. When is your next? You said you you have a show tonight or tomorrow night, Friday tomorrow night, night. I'm doing tops five star. Oh, that reminds me. There is a contest on the Instagram page for a box of, um, do you know what it is? Optic. Nice. Optic contenders. Optic contenders. Yep. Basketball. Uh, at 9 Hobby. p.m. is the giveaway time. So before that, you need to go on there and do whatever it says. You got to like like the page and tag two friends. There you go. One more show to do this year. Then we call it a wrap. I am Mike. He is my assistant, Jesse. If you don't <laughs> no, know why I'm calling hey, him that, just Eddie, check that from last week. Delete that. That was a highlight of my year. I'll answer that question now. Sports Cards and Nonsense brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, powered by Spotify. See you next Thursday. Goodbye.